0: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, thank you so much, Gary. You probably been tracking this story about the what, what are they the, the the little monikers nil? What name, image, likeness? That's the big
1: yeah. I did debate. Uh, what did I do that story yesterday? The day before? Yeah. You talking about the the Attorney General and the? Uh well, Jason Yars, yeah, we didn't get to we didn't get to ask him about that. I just got yeah so joining with up in the, the AG of Tennessee suing the NCAA. Yeah, so. hmm. Uh, I mean, I know you're in the news chair right now, but
0: pretend you're just a sports. <laughs> pretend you're just doing sports. What do you think?
1: I think it's the NIL world in the uh, college football is the wild, wild west. So it is. You know, it's 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 completely unregulated. It's completely out of control. And so, you know, there are no guardrails. So yeah. I don't know how you can sue the NCAA for, you know, this violation or that. I, it's the wild, wild west. Everything, everybody does whatever they want. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure how that's all going to work out. But until they put some guardrails up, it's not gonna, you know. Right now, it's anything goes, and you know, see who's left standing. I bet so, you there's a
0: lot of money to be made. Maybe oh, the oh, yeah, maybe the yeah. the player, the student players, actually. Get in on
1: that. All right, well, thank you, Gary. I could go on but, and on, but I won't. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, that's your world. I appreciate it very much. I'm sure we will talk about it some more. It's 8:36. On this Friday morning, second day of February 2024, and you know, on Fridays normally we're doing our NFL picks, but I guess you know we'll wait till we get to the Super Bowl next weekend to talk to former Virginia Governor George Allen uh, about that. And I mention it every time he comes on that he was the quarterback at the University of Virginia, Governor. I mean, your whole life could have been different had you been able to what sell posters and collect collect a <laughs> <I> mean, fortune
2: <laughs> when you were playing. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Not much. Not you don't much. think so? I don't think I was, I was maybe something. But uh, let, let me say this: I think Jason Barr is our Attorney General. I'm so proud of his outstanding leadership in many respects, and, and 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 what he in the in this NIL case, the Tennessee case with the Attorney General of, of Tennessee. What they're doing is standing up for freedom, freedom of contract. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, Gary said, oh, it's a wild, wild west. Well, no, it's wide open and it's free, freedom of contracting after decades of the NCAA ruling uh, in such a way that you know, players are getting less than the minimum wage when you figure out all the, the practice and meetings and workouts and beyond all the games and travel and so forth. And so they're making billions and billions of dollars, uh, college sports, especially football. And to some extent, basketball is a big business. Yeah. And so these players are, are risking injury and getting injured and so forth. And, and the colleges are, again, get, each college is getting hundreds of millions of dollars and the players are, are getting nothing. So now the Supreme Court has ruled that this is a restraint on freedom of contract, freedom of movement. They're free agents. And, and what this case, the Tennessee and, and Virginia uh, suit against the NCAA is is if, if there are no regulations, if there is freedom, then how can the NCAA lords, these elitists with their arrogance, say that, they're, that somehow Tennessee was violating these rules? And they're complaining that someone took a player, apparently, in a private plane Uh, for a recruiting business Mm -hmm. visit well so what and it's it's, so they're they're standing up for the the student athletes in this matter and uh gary is right there are no guardrails but if there's no guardrails how does the ncaa have any authority to sanction tennessee or any other college for somehow violating no rules now what's going to have to happen ultimately is probably something like a collective bargaining agreement. Hmm. Understand that the overall situation for football, especially in football, is you have collusion in a way between the NFL and and the colleges. The NFL doesn't allow players to enter into pro contracts until three years of college. Now in baseball, hockey, basketball, you could turn pro. And make money playing basketball, hockey and baseball and so forth when you're when you're eighteen or even younger. Mm-hmm. Football, you have to wait three years. and the only way the the NFL gets away with this restraint of trade and and freedom of contract is they have a collective bargaining agreement uh, with the players association, the players union, and the colleges get the the services of these athletes for three years in a development league the nfl does not pay for but the colleges especially in you know the top level football programs right. are making literally billions of dollars so i'm really proud of, of jason uh, standing virginians and tennesseans standing for freedom and the rest of the country should thank him
0: it's a totally different world than when you were playing. Is that correct? Yeah.
2: I had I transferred. Here here's the, I transferred my first year I was on scholarship at UCLA. Freshmen were the last teams that they didn't even allow freshmen to start. Hmm. Any rate, the the coaches that recruited me at UCLA left and they switched an offense. We we ran a pro offense in high school heck we ran the LA Rams offense in the same terminology, same place. We have the Dallas double screen on it. but uh, So I was more of a, a pro quarterback rather than option. Uh, I know these are details. <laughs> you don't follow. I'm listening. But I'm listening. So many, so many <laughs> of us on that freshman team transferred. I think only about eight of that freshman team transferred. And so then my father went to the Redskins, and they were saying uh, to me, oh, you ought to transfer to – you know, I was thinking of going to Tennessee or North Carolina, place mm-hmm. like that. I'd never heard of the University of Virginia really? because they never had any football player. I yeah. grew up in a football family right. and there weren't football players from there. I knew players from Tennessee and folks from Texas A&M said, you ought to go here. And another player said, go to Tulane and so forth. And, and they said, well, you ought to look at University of Virginia. And, um, uh, and I took a trip down there and fell in love with the architecture, uh, of it. And uh, I, I, probably if I wanted to care about football, I should have gone to Arizona where they offered <laughs> me a scholarship. It would have developed differently and better. But, uh, you yeah, know, you never know in life how the turns will be. But I had to sit out a year at UVA because when you transfer, you have to stay out. So I, I ran the scout team, uh, which means you run the opposing team's yeah. offense against the first team defense, which – which is what you generally do on a freshman team, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. which we did at UCLA. We only had about three or four freshman games, um, team games. It's you know it's not a full schedule, and so so I had two years of running uh, opposing teams' uh, offenses against the first team's defense, and generally you're a, you're you know a live moving punching bag <laughs> for, for, for the defense but now players, I think it's great. Players can move. They they want to get on the field. They want to show their skills. They don't have to sit out a year. And I like that free agency. I do think that they ought to do something though, that with this transfer portal, that it ends up being disruptive in that you have these teams where players are going to transfer at the end of the season, but they haven't played in their bowl game. And that's, that is disruptive. And so I think that they they should put some reasonable guardrails on, but there shouldn't be freedom. There shouldn't be any restrictions on freedom of players to to contract in a, in a free market.
0: Yeah, it's got it with, with a limited shelf life and the risk of injury and the, uh, you know, my friends who were athletes in college, the dedication that they had to show to be on the team. It only seems fair that they would get something more than just the tuition and some, some free meals. That they'd get something else. Um, right. And, and
2: in fact Jim Harbaugh the, the, he's now with the Chargers mm-hmm. uh, but obviously championship team at Michigan. Right. He said there should be some revenue sharing with the players and I think that ultimately that that's what the pros do. There's a you know percentage of what the NFL gets the percentage goes into the mm-hmm. the uh, salary pool for the for the, the athletes for the players yeah. and something like that I think ultimately it will be the landing place for college football yeah. but to do all of that they'll probably need a collective bargaining agreement and uh you have to you know me i'm not one who's in favor of unions <laughs> but that's yeah, it's yeah. the only way to contractually be able to to get some reasonable uh parameters right. put onto it
0: i've got two minutes left and you know when i worked right. for you um i'll switch to politics for a second uh, when I worked for you, you know you were you were hardcore. I don't think you didn't you didn't pull any punches with people. But I was always impressed that you didn't take cheap shots at people or try to harm people unnecessarily. And I don't know if you were listening earlier. this this bill going through the General Assembly now to strip the United Daughters of the Confederacy of their oh. tax exempt status. Now, and th- you know what? Last night, Governor, they added Stratford Hall to the list. And and somebody somebody
2: sent me an email on that. Yeah. yeah,
0: I mean, it's I, I, I just can't believe a that there's that petty vindictiveness about a house that Robert E. Lee lived in. Is it what symbolically are you going after dead people 160 years later by going after the house they lived in? And I'm also wondering whether people realize that their organization or group could be next. Do you what, what's your hot take on this scene here?
2: I, I think you ought to have yeah the, the the basic principle of equal protection, equal justice under the law, and, and so forth and and if if some some entity some charitable entity or nonprofit is the mm-hmm. term that's used. it meets a criteria the government should not be favoring one or the other right i remember where where uva didn't want a young americans for freedom chapter on the on the grounds of the university of virginia because they had views uh that they thought were exclusionary well Mm -hmm. every every organization has views right the the young democrats have views And, and so does you know all sorts of ones so you should discriminate because you, they're disfavored, whatever their charity may be, right. and uh, and uh, and I think it's it is it is a vindictiveness and it's uh, it's discriminatory uh, against whether it's Stratford Hall, the United Daughters of the Confederacy, who provided scholarships and so forth, and what's next? They're going to get after Mount Vernon because they don't like something about. Uh, George Washington, and it, 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 the government should be neutral. In yeah, these what, and what happens and, when a petty I,
0: Republican decides? You know what? We're going after your uh, political church or BLM or I don't know some organization that right. they've decided they don't like. I just think it opens up a really nasty can of worms here.
2: I... Well, it's it's wrong. I think government should, it, if if you want to do away with nonprofits and not allow yeah. nonprofits to have it, then then do it to all right. of them. Right. but don't discriminate just because you don't like some aspect of of what their the, the charity does Damn. you could you could have people in the tobacco business who who don't like those who are against you know, anti-smoking groups well right. it doesn't mean that you know, you, the anti-smoking groups lose their nonprofit uh, status and uh so it's, people it's, are going to be surprised Well, I kind of thought that might be your answer,
0: because I think you've been very fair when I've, my observation.
2: Well, you treat everyone an equal opportunity, and it's equal protection under the law. And I think if that that bill actually gets through, like so many of these other illogical bills banning, now they're talking about banning um, gasoline-powered leaf blowers, (laughs) which I think are hideous to listen to, and I use one every now and then. Right. But still, I don't think you ought to be banning these. And you get some of these elitist urban uh, uh, <laughs> folks. just I, The point is, Governor Yunkin yeah. is, I think. Is, veto, I, I veto, predict, veto. Uh, yeah, I think that <laughs> Governor Yunkin is going to break all records for vetoes. If the General Assembly continues down these paths,
0: I hope your prediction is true. You would know. Former Virginia governor, former U.S. <laughs> Senator, former quarterback George Allen, thank you always. I appreciate it. Take care. Thank you, I sir. Know. All right, 849. We're back with more in a moment on News Radio WRVA.